0: I'm Neil Wilkins, and welcome to The Mindful Living Show. So I thought it'd be great to connect and obviously um, sort of record the conversation. I thought rather than do it as a kind of a formal sort of interview, I thought um, it'd be just quite nice to just have a bit of a conversation and just kind of explore some ideas, record it, and then kind of put it out there, because, you know, there's a lot of people obviously are, are quite hungry now to kind of know what the next steps are. So as soon as I saw the title of your workshop, I thought, aha, this is something that's really going to resonate because it, well, it's just what everybody's needing, isn't it, really? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Yeah. So, how, I mean, just generally, sort of how did the, uh, the, the the kind of phrase greening your business come about? Is, it, is that yours or is that something you've kind of evolved over time?
1: No, it's definitely evolved. Um, it's, oh, I'm trying to think how I, my first, I can't remember what i called my first workshop, but. It was, um, I started doing workshops, physical workshops last year um, with um, another um, sustainability specialist here in Gloucestershire, um, Caroline Astrop of um, Green Spark Marketing. She's more of a specialist on the communication side. We did some workshops together um, last year and we kind of knocked different names around um Greening your business came out as a, a, a kind of the favourite of that, so um, and those were quite well, um, uh, quite well attended. So I just thought, well, let's continue, yeah, continue using that name since it seems to go down well. I tried a few other names last year, but that seems to be the one that resonated with people. So, mm,
0: I think it's it's just such a pertinent thing, isn't it, right now? I mean, it's you know, it is what everybody's starting to talk about, and all this kind of uncertainty, almost this gives people something to kind of hook on to doesn't it I mean it's it's something I think that's quite a tangible thing although even though people might not actually understand quite what they have to do and also where they are now that was something I was going to ask you about actually when you sort of engage with people is it very much at the early kind of point in the journey or uh, have they already got some kind of recognition and maybe have already started to kind of make inroads in certain areas kind of what kind of level of maturity of greening would you say they've got?
1: Yeah, well, I've got different start points depending on where they are at the moment. So, very often with workshops, um, they're either at a very early stage where they're, they're thinking about it, or they've made um, some steps towards it. Although I've had some businesses that are really quite far down the line. So, um, I, I've got I've got varying. the The idea behind the workshop is really to explore all the way across your business, where the opportunities to get greener might be. Um, and because of the way the questions are asked, that will help tease out what stage of the journey they are. So um, it's been fairly successful for businesses, at all, uh, all stages really, they just get out of it, whatever they can get out of it, depending on what stage they're out of the journey. Um, so it, it, it's what I've got is I've developed um, a six dimensional model that just allows us to explore where all the opportunities might be within the business um, and that allows them to come out of the workshop with a bit of a uh, with at least six ideas of these are the things we might explore and, and move on to next.
0: Yeah and I guess that's kind of one of the things that you know I, I'm sort of really interested in is this whole idea of kind of it's almost like the education piece comes sort of as part and parcel of the the, the kind of the question and answers thing because I think for me certainly when I've been sort of talking to organizations and actually you know kind of exploring my own journey because um, I, I guess it's there's a personal thing as much as a professional thing for most people who would engage with something like this I think for me part of it is kind of being really sort of open and honest with your own sort of questioning as to kind of what you understand, because the the whole topic is just so, so big, isn't it? And I think, you know, for me, when I think about it and talk to people, I think as long as they're sort of quite open with the, the whole idea of it is a journey. There is no right or wrong. And it almost doesn't really matter where you are now. And if you can be like super honest about where you are, it then you're answering questions from a, like a real-world context rather than oh well I, I kind of like we did a bit of recycling therefore well I must be a green organization and and almost kind of fooling yourself that you're in a different position I think I mean yeah. for you is honesty kind of like really part of this?
1: Oh most certainly that's one of the one of the key parts honesty and transparency in fact it's one, one of the it's kind of where I start with the workshop which um my ground rules are called most one of the, the top ones is honesty because Truth is you're only kidding yourself if um, you know if, if you're not so. I but having said that, I do like to build. So if, if any organization has made a start, however small, then let's celebrate that and say, okay, let's build on it. It gets me, um, uh, I get quite annoyed with um, people who've gone a long way down this line and then who then poo poo and trash whatever small steps other people have made because they happen to be on a Earlier part of the journey, so it's important to acknowledge that those steps that have been made, and then, but then also to challenge and say, okay, where can we go next? Um, and and that's what the the structure of the workshops hopefully designed to uh, for them.
0: I mean does this do you think apply more to organizations who've got like sort of tangible products because i, I, I the, the people I'm talking to at the moment there's almost like this camp of sort of service industry where they kind of struggle to see both their footprint and the impact and the opportunities because they say well we're just a service organization so you know and we're all working from home right now so therefore we don't have an impact so therefore we're super green and I think well hold on a minute you know it might not be but it might be but it might not be and obviously then you've got like a manufacturing company or somebody who's in a supply chain and they might be a logistics company and there is this kind of tangible thing that they do which obviously then becomes inherently measurable because it's all about process kind of where I mean if if you're sort of on the service side of things I mean where do you start because a lot of it is intangible isn't it
1: yeah sure so um there's no doubt if you're a product based business there's probably more to go at because there's those tangible things Um, But I've got some service companies who um, I work with Um, and firstly there are tangible things they do that create a climate impact especially so at the moment none of us are driving around we're doing a lot of zooming Um, but typically service industry people do a lot of driving and certainly that's where my biggest impact is when I've looked at my carbon footprint Um, and I think that's probably true for most service businesses. but also, we forget that our digital life um, has a footprint too, and it's very easy to forget that actually, Zoom calls and IT actually use energy. And if you're using energy, you're creating a carbon footprint. So, um, when I'm doing a carbon footprint um, calculation for a business, I try to include an estimate for what we're, they're doing on the um, on the IT side and the cloud side too, um, so that we get a full picture. Um, But for me, actually, the big contribution that the service businesses can make, and this is also true of product businesses, um, what I'm really keen on is to shift away from kind of the traditional net zero approach, where we're trying to move all our impacts down to zero and take more of a net positive approach. Because if, if you consider the best you can do is zero, once you get to zero, then that's it, there's no more improvement you can make and you can't get better than zero. Actually, if you take a net positive approach which says, the more positive impacts we can have in the world, then overall, if we can make our positive impact greater than our negative impact, our, our overall contribution is net positive, then actually there's no limit to the number of positive interactions and, no, and positive impacts you can have. And it's, I find it much more empowering, but actually it's also, has the potential to achieve much more because there's no positive limit there's no top limit to the number of positive um impacts you can have so um that and service businesses can have a huge impact in helping their customers and their suppliers um, reduce their impact and every every time they do that it multiplies their own positive impacts so much more
0: Mm, that's a really nice one, isn't it? I think. And to, and to me, it comes on to another thing I wanted to talk to you about, which was this whole idea of almost commercializing the journaling. Um, I mean, certainly from, from a marketing background, which is me, um, I'm always on the lookout for good stories. I mean, we just are, oh, it's kind of inherent in what we do. And there is this concept when you're kind of going on that green journey um, of the thing that you want to avoid, which obviously is greenwashing. We don't want to be going there. But obviously, as you go on this journey, there is the positive, as you, as you say, if, you, if you're looking at some sort of positive there or in terms of you know, uh, the contribution that you're making, and it is a proper contribution, there's some, some really significant stories to be had there in terms of, you know your competitive positioning, possibly, and particularly you know, as you were talking there about the the whole kind of supply chain thing, where you know you are part of a you know a value mechanism of getting a product or service from A to B and supplying customers and serving and this that and the other, and if you know kind of part of that becomes. Um, a really, really good story. There's something really quite nice competitively here that you can share with kind of all your stakeholders, isn't there? I mean, where's where's the kind of sort of boundary between what's a good story and what is actually greenwashing? Do, do, have you got a kind of a view on that? Because obviously there will be people out there looking to really kind of milk this for all it's worth in a positive way, but there must be some kind of limit as to how far you can push it. Well, I think
1: it comes down to, first of all, what you said earlier, honesty. So. Is it actually having an impact? Is the thing that you're talking about really having a material benefit, um, or is it just a tiny also wrap? And and so it's that it's, it, for me it's that genuineness is is, is the um, is the threshold we're looking for. Really. If it's genuinely having a positive impact, then why not talk about it? Because it actually will help gain momentum and encourage other businesses to do it. On the other hand, if it's know something that's contributing 0.0001% to your carbon footprint there's perhaps other areas that you might that you might look at Um, and the the other danger I think is that there's there's a a tendency often to knee-jerk and go for a quick and easy answer that sounds good without understanding what the um, unintended consequences of that might be so um, a lot, i say a lot of examples of this moment in the Kickback Against Plastics, where people are trying to remove plastics. Now, removing single-use plastics is a great idea, but if all we do is replace those single-use plastics with something else that's single-use, that's creating just as much waste, that might actually be more difficult to recycle and have a higher carbon footprint, then actually our net impact is bad. We might have removed plastic and created what we think is a good story, um, but our impact hasn't been so good. On the other hand, if we've actually Thought about it a little bit more carefully and reduced the amount of material and removed that whole need for whatever that material was. So, not just remove the plastic, but remove the, uh, the material altogether. Now, that's a great story. Um, so, it's, it's about is it material? Is it actually re- a real benefit? And have you thought it through enough to believe that there's not going to be a, an unintended consequence that you are actually going to have a benefit? They're the two thresholds for me. Um, but I think the business benefits of going green can go beyond a good story. I think it is a great marketing opportunity, but I really started my business because I want, I want to take green and sustainability out of the realm of CSR, actually. And I want to put it right at the heart of business strategy. Because I think if we can put sustainability there at the heart of our growth strategy, and then it becomes a growth driver, it naturally becomes self-sustaining. It doesn't have to be sustained because we choose to do it because it feels good and because it's charity. It actually becomes self-sustaining your business because it drives growth. So I'm unashamedly happy to talk about sustainability and growth in the same sentence. In fact, I think for businesses, it has to be that way. Otherwise, it's always gonna be charity and charity relies on the goodwill Uh, of of people continuing to do it I'd much rather have something which sustains itself because it's actually making money
0: and growing yeah I love that sentiment I mean that sustainability and growth at the same time and yeah I think it's almost like the, the ideal scenario is kind of where you're blending those two things together so that know if somebody comes at it from a commercial accounting fiscal kind of angle they're they're seeing some good signs and the numbers and the evidence is there but if they're also coming at it from a much more kind of purpose-driven value-driven angle and it very much reflecting kind of customer sentiment then they're also getting a good story so it almost feels like that's the perfect equation isn't it really and and the way that you've described it there feels like it's quite evidence-based i mean do you um when you're doing an audit when you're kind of talking to a company who might just be starting on that journey is is it all about the evidence because it feels like that's quite an important thing to give this thing tangibility that's where
1: i like to start so um i um with a lot of businesses who are kind of starting on that journey i have a six-step journey that i use and the first step i call know your footprint um and carbon carbon footprint is obviously a key but not just carbon footprint, the other environmental footprints too, and your social footprints. But I think it's really important to actually understand where your footprint is now, and to measure that and quantify that as best you can. So that you really have that grounding in reality where we are today. And then also because when you um, put in measures to improve it, you can then actually measure and understand what the impact has been, and you can tangibly see the progress that you're making. That creates momentum too. Um, and also, I'm a great believer as soon as you put numbers on something and measure it, just the very act of doing that changes people's mindset around it and changes people's behavior around it. So, yeah, that's where definitely where I'd like to start.
0: Mm, and I suppose that if somebody's um, sort of working in an organisation where it's they're not necessarily the decision maker, but they feel passionately about something like this, they're coming along to your workshop. They're getting all that evidence. They're gathering it. They're talking to others in the business. They might have connections, um, sort of other stakeholders who kind of connect with the organisation, but they're not the decision maker. I'm, I'm guessing this kind of this kind of an audit, this kind of engagement with somebody like yourself coming along to a workshop like the one that we'll talk about in a minute it's this is all kind of information gathering that's going to be used to be evangelizing going green to um, a management team or to the md of the organization isn't it yeah
1: no for sure i mean if you're going to persuade people um, it's a heart and minds approach isn't it and you need a bit of both um, so you need to be able to engage the heart you need to be able to engage the um emotions say so actually you know we, you know, the reason to do this is tangibly um, in the world. If we carry on the way we are doing, um, we people and our society, we are actually going to suffer and actually our economy will suffer because, you know, ultimately we're on a finite planet. Um, but th- there's an emotional draw there, but you have to also bring along um, the the, yeah, the facts, the and figures and, 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 and the intellect and say actually and, but we can back this up by showing you know the evidence of this is where we are and where we need to get to. Um, so you know I, I, I think it's important to engage both of
0: them. Mm, yeah no it's, it feels like a really nice balance there because no, nobody needs to kind of be missing from this conversation, do they? That's the thing. It's, it's like it should be a really inclusive thing because everybody's got a part to play and everybody's obviously part of the impact within a business and, and because yeah. it's you know, from a personal perspective. So even if they might be very early and not necessarily fully educated in kind of all the opportunity and all the, the impacts they're making, it just feels that this kind of collective gathering of, of insights, of data, of the audit, of the storytelling narrative behind it, it's kind of really crucial to kind of bond everyone. So I think what, I, what I, and we've mentioned a few times already, and obviously somebody watching or listening to this is going to be thinking, "What's this workshop they keep talking about?" So you've got this workshop coming up, and um, so give you a chance to sort of uh, share a little bit about it. So it's called "How to Green Your Business." Yeah. Who, who is this for? Who are you I'm hoping will come along and be part of this uh, this session?
1: Well, ideally, it will be some people who run businesses. Um, that's for its ideal Although you know, it, I'm, I'm you know hap- happy for anybody to come along who's involved in the business. But um, um, my I you know my ideal uh, attendant would be somebody who's running a business who um, would like to um, their business to have a positive impact in the world, to have a positive impact on the um, environmental issues that we're having around the climate change around um, resource scarcity, um, around you know, social impacts too, um, who would like to explore um, how their business might do that. What are the opportunities in their business that would take them forward um, in that direction? And, and, and it's offered um, with an open hand like that. So it's a free to attend workshop um, and there's absolutely no strings attached. Um, it's ju- I just want to give business owners and people running businesses that opportunity and a bit of space to explore where those opportunities might lie in their business.
0: Hmm. So we'll put all the details um, and the links and stuff to it uh, below uh, the recording. so if you're listening to this on the podcast um, go to anchor.fm forward slash Neil Wilkins and um, if you're watching this on video you'll see the links uh, below and uh, we'll put all the times and the dates. It's Tuesday the 26th of May uh, between 2 and 5 UK time. Um, Just really I mean obviously without giving away the whole kind of essence of it but the the six-point plan that you talk about How broad is that six-point plan? What kind of sort of titles, again, not expecting you to sort of give all the the full answer because people need to come along and listen to the full story, but what kinds of things in that six-point plan will people see and hear? Sure.
1: So, well, it really starts at the beginning where we were talking about earlier, which is about um, quantifying and understanding where you are today. So step one is called Know Your Footprint, and it is really about getting that understanding of where the business is today. Um, it then moves on. I was really happy for you to talk about the contribution that um, everybody can make, because I think it's very important early on to get everybody within the business involved. Um, we can't solve the problems of sustainability on our own. It can only be done through collaboration. So the next step is about engaging your people, actually, and, and using sustainability in green as an opportunity to get everybody both your employees but maybe all your also your suppliers and your customers get everybody involved in that effort um and and then it's really trying to take through a sensible step-by-step approach it then starts to look at your own operation and how you can um save energy reduce waste um uh, and and reduce the impacts of the of your, your own operation and then moves on to look at your supply chain um where you can obviously have a huge impact but you generally have to get some of your own acting order before you can start talking to your supply chain um it and then it really goes starts to go quite deep and um starts to investigate sustainability in green as an innovation opportunity and this is where we can really start delivering value for the business i think because there's a lot of innovation opportunities within sustainability and then potentially goes right the way through to Re, really re engineering your whole business model and say, how can you reorient your whole business so that sustainability is at the heart of your growth strategy? And the, the way to do that is to build sustainability into your value proposition and build sustainability into your business model. Um, so it really goes to the gamut from, from right, starting understanding where you are right the way through to potentially re engineering your business. The whole process might easily take um a number of years even if you really if you really want to go on that journey
0: but what an exciting starting point that within a three-hour period you can as you were saying there re-engineer your business and it's an interesting one isn't it because i think for a lot of organizations um, they're expecting to be coming out on the other side of the current situation thinking, oh, when we get back to normal, um, I don't think there is a normal. I think what we're creating here and I think what you're evangelizing is this new normal, a much greener normal, a much more value-driven and purpose-driven normal. I mean, yeah. for me, just hearing the way that you're describing it and the process that you're kind of um that is going to be taking people through, it just feels like you know, the opportunity is there in you know spadesful. I mean it's just so, so exciting, I think, for an organization who is going to embrace this word innovation, because I think in some industries it's all about um, the cash and I think it's all about survival. But I think there are ways from the way you've described it, that there are ways that if growth in cash is of paramount importance, the sustainability is an inherent part of that. That process that, that kind of you know, re- re-emerging yourself from this chrysalis that we're all seeming to be in right now, and you know the, the business that you could create on the other side feels like it's more dynamic it's more appropriate it's more exciting with you know, all the potential that goes with that. Yeah, I mean you must be really excited by you know, the changes that you're going to see
1: Oh oh for sure that's, well, that's why I got into into this line of work. Um, see them and help those, and help those changes, and it's a really exciting place to be. Working because I just think we're. We we, we I think that actually to be fair in the last couple of years we've crossed a threshold with this where it's no longer a weird and wacky thing to be talking about. It's actually mainstream. People, almost everybody I talk to now, see the value in it and understand that they want and will need to go this way. Um, and I think we're just on the threshold of a really exciting time in business where a lot of businesses start to grasp this and start to really move forward with it
0: mm so owen's uh, workshop and as i say the, all the details are below um, is how to green your business an online free workshop on tuesday the 26th of may between two and five uk time um, and Owen uh, claims that you will go away with a six point plan for greening your business so what better time to um, embrace the future is green so thank you very much for the, uh, the conversation today owen's been really really interesting and i just love and it keeps resonating in my head this whole idea of green growth, and sustainability hand in hand. I think that's what I'm leaving this conversation with, which feels like a really positive thing.
1: Fabulous. That's what I'm all <laughs> about. So thank you, Neil. I really enjoyed it. It's been a nice chat.